Happy New Year, Christine! Yeah, woo! Hey, 2020's over! Can we just, I mean, we could, right? Like, if the world collectively agreed that let's just end it now uh, and start over and, and call, like, tomorrow 2021, who would, who would get hurt by that? Honestly, but would it change anything? <sighs> Willing to try anything at this point. <laughs> uh, but that's not why I said Happy New Year. I was leading into this episode. New Year's Day, directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman. Uh, yes. From a script, uh, which is by Steve Niles and other people. So, do you know who Steve Niles is? <laughs> is? I assumed you do. Yes, I do. Okay, can you explain who he is? Because I roughly know that he writes comics, but I could be wrong. He, he writes comics. No, you're right. Okay. Um, I mean, I think for most people, the most notable thing would probably be um, 30 Days of Night. Um, so, there you go. It's that va- snowy vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's which is which is fine. I, I think what's exciting about him being in, I think I don't know. We might have both had different experiences with this um, this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't I don't have big feelings about Steve Niles, but I've never seen his name and gone like, mm, this is gonna suck. So like right. I mean that's nice because there are people who sure. I see and I do think that. So but like I I. I it's based on a short story, I guess. Or Could it have story? been a short story turned into a comic, turned into an episode? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not sure to that level. I mean, but there were a lot of a lot of hands in this idea, which is yeah. which is which I get, but also it seems strange. It seems unnecessary. Um, <laughs> Because it's for sure, it's pretty straightforward, except with with something. And I do. I want to talk in detail about it. I also don't want to like. I will spoil it when we talk about it. Um, but there is a a twist that I think is really rewarding. So I would say like it's definitely worth a watch. I I didn't love it, but I loved it by the. I liked. I was okay with it watching it. I had issues. I was like ah, at times, and then it ended. I was like oh. I like what you did there. So I do recommend people watch it and then come back to listen. So from this point on, we will spoil. How's that? Yes. This is one of my favorite uh, pieces of anthology television ever made. Really? If I was if I was making a list of the most interesting and impactful pieces of short anthology television, I this would be on it. Hi. Huh. I... I this is like every time I'm watching something and I go like, I hope it does. And then it, it doesn't. Like, right, right. <laughs> this this time it that. did, and it was uh, so. There is a there is a twist. It is it is. Um, I think it actually has uh, increasing returns. Like <laughs> I did after I watched this, I was like, man, I wish I had time to watch it again because I do, and I will. I think at some point, but I also I'm like, I don't really feel like watching it again right now. Um, no, I it's but, not that good. That's the thing. It's yeah, not that that it, good. It's but, not. Like, but the twist is so good that I'm like, oh, oh, anything I didn't like about it, I could go back and probably say, oh, that's because of the twist and be yeah, okay with I, it. Yeah, and, and I think you would find that that is true. I have seen this multiple times. I I, I get that it is, it's not great. Don't, do not approach this. It's, be- yeah, it's not great filmmaking, whereas, no. and especially when you compare it to Eater, which is a really well-made 45 minutes of TV. This is not a well-made 45 minutes of TV, but it's entertaining it's re- I think it's rewarding i think is the most important thing 
Yeah, I and so yes, we're let's 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 spoil it. Do it. Okay, so this is a zombie um, story. Um, it's a they call it a post-apocalyptic zombie story, which on is bullshit. IMDb. It's not. There's yeah, there, there's a nuclear I mean, plant something, and people turn into zombies. But that does not make it one day is not post-apocalyptic. It's, exactly. It's so it starts on New Year's Eve, and this this episode is titled New Year's Day, and this is kind of what happens on New Year's Day. Um, the your lead character is Helen, played by the lovely and talented Brianna Evigan, who. So- how crazy is it that Brianna Evigan has basically, like, this is what she makes as far as movies goes. She makes horror movies, Hallmark Christmas movies, and step-up movies. She's the perfect actress. She's, like, the perfect actress for me. Like, like what, me and her, like, we should be, like, pals is all I'm saying. She's she's very good. I You could look at step-up, too, and be like, oh, she's a little stiff. Or whatever. I don't care. Shut up. She's very good. She's very watchable. She's very likable. She's very charismatic. She has, yeah, she has a really good, um, I mean, like, she's very attractive, obviously. She has a really distinctive voice. She has a deep 45-year-old smoker's voice, which is weird in Hallmark Christmas movies, although it's very good in Lifetime movies when she plays the villain, Um, Mm -hmm. which is another thing she does, because again, like, she's like the me, if I could be a hot actress, I'd be her. Like, that's what I do. Um... (laughs) But she like she does like I love watching her even though I will agree like she's not Meryl Streep like but she's just fun to watch. She's very fun to watch. She so so that's a big selling point because by the time I, I when I saw this I knew who she was I'm pretty sure so like I was like oh this is great um, so she is she is the lead character and she she really is the character that you are with through this whole fucking thing. Yes. Um, so she wakes up on New Year's Day. And, like, things are strange. The power's out. There seems to be some hubbub outside. She's, like, hungover, a little out of it. You know, it's New Year's Day. Maybe she got into some stuff the night Mm -hmm. before. So, basically, it's, like, a slow unraveling of what's going on with her traversing the city to go to a safe place, which is the guy she likes apartment. The guy she likes, played by Corey Monheath from Glee. Which yes. is weird to see. It's it is strange, and so it that intercut with um, scenes from the night before, which I actually really liked that format. Um, oh, it I, again, yeah. I don't love. Sometimes I feel like things are flashback heavy, but I do feel like this was an efficient way to tell the story, mm-hmm. and it also hides the twist. Yes, and doesn't cheat the twist because it makes perfect sense by the time you're done of right i saw what i should have seen you didn't like if i had seen it in chronological order then i would have known what was going on exactly so it it in it and it gives you that very much like real time thing but also gives you relevant information as it as you need it, and yeah. I, and I, the, the construction, my any issues I have with this episode are directorial and not story. It, it's the the visual choices are so two thousand eight. It's not surprising because it's Darren Lynn and Bowsman. Darren Lynn Bowsman. Not- so yeah, Darren Lynn Bowsman, who like I, he's a, he's one of those directors I root for. Like I root for all the kind of class of James Wan. Um, sure, because sure. I think. 
I think he is a smart guy. I've, I've listened to interviews with him. There's a the featurette on the DVD with him just shows like he is like really well spoken. He knows what he, he knows horror. He loves horror. Like I mean, he really has only made horror, and I actually really love that he seems to only want to do that. Um, but this is coming off of Saw One, Saw Three. I'm sorry, Saw Two, Saw Three, Saw Four. And then Fear Itself. And then after this, he makes Repo, which is all visually in the same, it's that same, like, dark colors, but neon lighting and shaky cam. And I, I, I hated the shaky cam. And then I, I kind of excused it at cam. the end because it kind of is there to suggest which the, the, you know, when you find out the twist, you're like, okay, the shaky cam kind of, yep, it was done for a reason. And that reason is... Well, yeah, so the whole thing is that Brianna Evigan is navigating through this hellscape and doesn't realize that she's a zombie. Yeah. So, which, honestly, honestly, everything should be this. Why isn't everything this? Yep. It's, it's, this is probably the perfect format for it because it's so short. Yeah. Because if you pushed it, you would have either seen it or there would have been been holes in you it. You would have or... either had to trick your audience yeah. or they would have called it. It's one of the but, two. And in 45 it, minutes, you don't do either because you don't yep. think you're getting that twist. You, and you don't, you don't have, you don't have time. Like, yeah, it's so it's, you think you get a night of the living dead ending where she gets to Corey Monheath and her friend who is sleeping with him and he shoots her thinking she's a zombie. And you're like, Oh man, she went through all this. And, and at first I'm bummed. I'm like, really? Like it's going to end with her just getting shot. Like I'm so tired of the accidentally killed the person trying to help me trope. And then you're like, Oh, Oh no. Like it's a really, really good twist. And because it's, it's, it's her point of view. Like there is this, there is this sense, like, what is being a zombie? There's yeah. an I am legend feeling to it. Totally. Like, so who's the real monster here then? Like, obviously, the zombies are still biting people, although she doesn't she doesn't partake until the end. So, like, is she is she different? Is she like it's it's really interesting. Yeah. Like, what what is who? What are these entities? What are these creatures? What are their what's their drive? Like, or is she is she so pushed by love that she doesn't like? Oh, well, I took it as because I think she does eat that that old man, doesn't she? No, I don't think so. She there's a flash at one point. She encounters this old couple where the woman is dying and has been bitten. Yeah. So the husband has to kill her and she's just watching. And then the husband like goes off on her. It's like, you're the reason for this. And you don't know what's going on. Um, but I thought when they like flashed back to that at the end that like it, she did eat him. Oh, I didn't. But it like, it, it's okay if she did. I yeah. think it, you know, you go back to the line in Dawn of the Dead, right? When it's, when they're at the shopping mall and they're watching the zombies come to the mall and they say, you know, why are they, why are they coming here? And it's the, it's instinct. It's, you know, this was an important place in their lives. This must be where they gravitate towards. And, you know, there have been a few other horror projects that have like done the, in, from the point of view of a zombie or a person turning, like, um, what was the, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Maggie. Maggie, um, yeah. But like, this is, and, and I think like there's a lot of short zombie fiction out there. There's a lot of compilations of short zombie stories. And I feel like I've read one or two where it is this same idea of, you know, what is it for the person turning into the zombie? But I've never seen it captured like this on in you know a short entertainment format of mm-hmm. 
you know, and in this case, I took it as, no, she, like, she does have to eat people. If she sees a person, she's going to eat them. But she is driven towards a place. And that place is going to be her boyfriend's. That's the last thing that, you know, she died in part because she, you know, we find out she took pills and, you know, uh, whether it was intentional or not, she kills herself uh, because of him and is trying to kind of get back to him that, yeah, that that's just a driving force. And we're seeing her as I need to get to him. Um, and it's very logical that this is where she's going. And just knowing that everybody else is seeing it as her just, you know, lurching and, and shaky, shaky walking towards this man that she wants to eat. Uh, yeah, I dug it. Yeah, um, there are some. So I will I have two kind of tangential thoughts. One big Cloverfield energy. Um, mm, yeah. If you take it at face value, obviously sure. you can't. Um, but then, too, there are um, some implications that aren't great if you really sit with the actual plot mm, of this. Involving the best friend. Time. Yeah. So yep. basically, so the, th- the thing is, if and I could get some of the nuances wrong here, but I, I have seen it four times, so I'm going to trust <laughs> my take. I do trust you. Um, so she has a, a male roommate who is very cute, but trying very hard. Way too much going on. Spiky hair, glasses, tie. Calm down, sir. Um, <laughs> anywho, she has a roommate who's clearly in love with her, who she cannot give the time of day to because she is in love with um, the Corey. The, with Corey Just call him Glee. The Corey, the Corey character, the man. Um, but they're not dating. She's just in love with him, which is wild and makes her seem desperate and strange but she refers to him as her boyfriend at one point is that yeah but i don't think that's mm, serious in any capacity like they're not talking to each other they don't like like i think this is a so from desperate girl point of view which i do have experience in i think that (laughs) she's convinced herself that they're a good match and that they love each other and that she loves him and it's obvious that he would like her, but they don't have any, like, there's a point where she, he's like, like, she's like, I don't dance and he's dancing. Like, obviously they're not compatible. Well, and there's a really interesting exchange where, um, like, she says to him, like, you, you understand me. And he says to her, like, the douchiest comment ever, you're not that complicated. Yeah, they're not a good match, <laughs> no. which I, I do, I do like that. So in a way you could view this as, and I, and I, you know what I think at the end of the day I choose to view it as this woman being infatuated with somebody for because of who she thinks he is not who she who he actually is and then finding out her or realizing that her best friend her her real friend who was actually there for her is they're very compatible and they are the same literally at the end they are zombies they are the same type of person now but there is because this is written by a cadre of Mm -hmm. men there is this insidious way that you could view it as, well, she had that dick in a in a case and she was just waiting for that dude to cheat on her so that she could, you know, be with this guy and yeah. this guy was just waiting around, friend zone, all that stupid shit. There which... was a moment that I really liked, which is when uh, friend zone confronts her and says, like, don't you see, I love you, I think you're amazing. And, she, and she's like, dude, no. And he kisses her and she's like, no, stop it. And she walks away. And I was so happy because I'm like, yes, don't like, no, no, no. She doesn't like, because then later, because we already know that he's been bitten and died and turned into a zombie. And so I'm like riding with it because I'm like, yes, because I hate that trope of 
I was there the whole time. Oh, you're right. Yeah, okay, I yeah. guess I'm supposed to be with you because you because you liked me. So I guess I'm supposed to like you. And I really was so excited that that this had given her. And this guy who is presented very earnestly, but she's just like, no, I don't like you that way. And that's it. And and then it ends with, but they're together as zombies. And I was like, ugh, didn't, didn't need that. Did not need him coming back. Like, didn't need her choosing him as a zombie. Like, how great mm-hmm. would it have been if he reached for her hand and she was like, fuck no, I'm on my own. Yeah, but the, so I think they're, I'm very torn up about it. I think that there is maybe a way, and who knows, Maybe the source material was worse with it. Maybe it was yeah. better. But I think that there's you could have thrown in one or two lines or another thing to to make me know which way I'm supposed to feel about it. Yep. Because there is a part of me that, of course, two zombies holding hands at the end, I, I love. It's great. Sure. It's great. It's great. And he was nice to her. And he did understand her. And they were a lot alike. And she she did like an asshole. So all of these things are true, but the, the trope of friend zone, yeah. you know, you know, pretty in pink. I was there the whole time. Well, and, that is oh man, the, the thing tired. about friend zone in horror, cause it comes up a lot. Yep. And the problem is, you know, that the people writing it are dudes who were constantly quote unquote friend zoned yeah. because typically, you know, not to make broad generalizations, but in my experience, a lot of people who turned into, you know, successful horror writers and directors weren't that popular in high school. Like, but yet never liked the girls like me who were there, like also with the same interests. They always still wanted the prom yeah. queen. And so they like, it's that whole fantasy element of, oh, well, I'll finally write that property where prom queen understands that that horror nerd was there for her the whole time. And it's just, especially in 2020, when we've been talking about this a lot in a post kind of Gamergate world, it's one of those things about this that doesn't age that well. Yeah. And like, but like, so there are instances where, cause I, I have done it, not you where you like a guy that you shouldn't like you actually don't have anything in common with and men do it with women all the time mm. you're blinded by some weird attraction or something sure. they said once and yeah. especially now like when people communicate online you you can you can ignore the things that don't fit with your fantasy and you can really focus in on like the one thing they said that means they're perfect for you and and that does happen so do i think we should ban all stories about that no <laughs> but like there is still a part of me that is wary of like mm-hmm. is this is this is this a toxic type of story where right. she you know but but then also i don't know like they lived together they got along maybe she what maybe they were great for each other and she was just hung up on this guy yeah. Because she was, like, self-sabotaging because she was sad, which I have done. That's not a character sure. judgment. I've done that. Well, because like, there's also, I mean, I guess it, it's, this was something I thought was going to pay off and didn't. But, so what's the deal? She had her, her brother died as a kid? I believe he died as a kid. But, yeah, her brother is dead. And it is definitely impacting her. Yeah. Her. her so like, there was a moment that I really thought this was going to go a different place. I'm curious if you did too the first time you watched it because in the beginning they establish like she's really sad because either it's his birthday or it's something where this is the time of year when she remembers Mm -hmm, her mm -hmm. brother who she she loved who died very sadly and then when she sees the old couple and, and the guy's like you did this it's your fault and I started to think I'm like 
is this a because she end there's one other thing to her character which is clearly like she's a she's a bit spooky she's a horror fan uh she has like you know gory posters in her room she's got a pet tarantula like all like you know she she dresses kind of like you know she wears like doc martens and a skirt like you know she's kind of like oh she's a little goth all this Mm -hmm. and i was really waiting for it to be a monkey's paw situation where it was oh she brought zombies back because she wished her brother back to life i never thought that but that is kind of that would have been fun yeah, but it and it in the end, I think it's like a nuclear explosion or something um, that causes yeah. zombies. But it's again here, neither here there nor there. It doesn't really mean much. But the it's interesting that like they they put this there, this fact about her that seems very specific, but then it doesn't really have a payoff. And I was very curious where that came from and why it was there. But mm-hmm. well, I I had one question, so. Is this a, a Walking Dead style zombie? Like, if you die, y- you come back as a zombie, even if you weren't bit. Oh yes, she... totally. Because she does. Okay. Well, they well, say I it. Mean... It's the blast. There is a blast at. I think it's a nuclear power plant or something where they are because because they it's and I kind of like that it wasn't directly addressed. It was just there in the background mm-hmm. that there's protests going on. There is a nuclear something. Either it was bombed by protesters or there's an explosion there. And the like within the radius, it sounded like people that were exposed to it or dead, I guess dead that were exposed to it would zombie. So she zombies overnight when after she takes too many pills. And I guess being exposed to that radiation is what turns her into a zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what it seemed like, but then she was just laying in this apartment, and there was a little zombie boy, and that, and then her roommate was a zombie, so I was like, did somebody just, like, come and nibble on her? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't put it past the friend zone guy to <laughs> pull a creep shit like, too on her. Yeah, so it was just, it was just, that, that there was stuff about, about their relationship that made me go, like, mm. Yeah, fair, fair. I wouldn't but, disagree. But, like, overall, you know, if you really just go in and take it for face value, if you really are able to do that, it's a story about a girl who doesn't, who likes this guy, who actually cheats on her, and when she wakes up, it's a, she's a zombie, doesn't realize it, and then goes and kills him with her, her roommate, who she now loves. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a good lesson here, which was, is a lesson that I have spent my entire life trying to teach my female friends which is girls stop liking assholes because mm-hmm. he is an asshole like Cory Monty than this really is, is a dirtbag and so yeah he's, he's really terrible and I think that that's what makes it like because because the friend isn't also like a piece of shit like right, he, right. Seems, he does seem nice I go like should I just take this at face value and he's just a nice guy and now they're both zombies so it seems obvious that they should like team up <laughs> yeah I don't know. It's it's not perfect. It is a little problematic in different ways, um, but it's. I really like. This is what I want out of Fear itself. This is what I wanted out of Masters of Horror. I want take a short format and do something with it because it is a short format. Do something in this that you wouldn't do in a movie, and I think this is a very good example of of that. This like Eater. I don't want ninety minutes of this. This was exactly what I needed of this story. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Good times. I like I like it a lot because I like the I like the trick, I like the gimmick. 
Yeah. If you don't, if you're, if you don't care for that shit or it doesn't work on you, then I get it. There's probably nothing here. Right. And if you're, you know, there are a lot of people that hated this era of horror filmmaking um, because it was, you know, born out of the Saw generation and the look of it. I understand not loving the look. It's a very specific dated style, visual style. And again, I don't love the shaky effect. I think it's justified in the end. If I watched it again, I think I would excuse it because I'd be like, oh no, what is it? What is he doing with the effect? The effect is actually mm-hmm. not there to be a zombie. The effect is there to suggest it is actually her, what she's seeing or whatever it might be. Um, but it's it's one that I would encourage if anybody watches it and thinks that they want to give up halfway through, don't stay stick it out because it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, if you've heard, if you've heard me say that now, you already watched the episode, um, because otherwise, that's yeah. Not be as but that that being said, if you do know, if you're like, oh, I didn't, I listened to this all the way through, and now for some reason want to watch it, I'm telling you, it really does play. It plays real cool when you know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> because you're like, you're like. Oh, that's why. And oh, this person says that, but you could you could interpret it yeah. this way. But it really, like, I it, it's good. It's, it's good clever. that it, it it has a rewatchability to it. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, uh, what is the next? What are the what's the next round of fear itselves? Oh gosh, I'm having trouble. I with can IMP. tell you in two Let's seconds. See. Okay, so after New Year's Day, we get Community, which I think is the Mary Heron segment. Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, it's the Brendan Routh one. <gasps> I haven't seen that okay. one. I'm so excited. Ooh. Brandon Routh is, I just love him. I love him. He's one of my favorite people. So I'm very excited about this. All right. After that is Skin and Bones, the Larry Fessenden one. Yes, which I have, I, ha- I have not seen so either. This one has a good cast. Uh, Doug Jones is in it, which is good. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's written by um, Drew McQueenie and Rebecca Swan, who we were uh, not fans of from Pro-Life. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? We'll People who can knows? surprise us. You know, keep, keep, keep our chins up. The worst, what's the worst that can happen? We get turned into zombies and wake up and then go and uh, live our lives as zombies. And what's wrong with that? Yeah, I mean, maybe it'll be good. I'm looking well, at it. I wonder it. for um, you what it would be like. Because, I mean, I eat meat. Like, I'm pretty, like, I'll eat anything. Um, <laughs> you, you do not eat anything, and you certainly don't <laughs> eat meat, and probably have not now for a very long time. <laughs> uh, I wonder how it would affect you to eat people as a zombie. Um, well, there's, in the Day of the Dead remake, the one with Mina Savari, mm-hmm. there is, like, a vegan or vegetarian zombie. It's, okay. like, a part of that the right, so maybe... plot. Maybe you I will that, uh, become a, a, what's the word, pioneer in that front. Yeah, that's like the Bob character in the remake. Like, okay. he's he doesn't eat meat. So, like, you know how he's, like, smart? In the mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one, he doesn't eat meat. So, like, so you're I implying think, that you have to, that smart people don't eat meat. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, huh? I think huh? I was saying that that was the gimmick. That in the original, he was just, like, right. more evolved or evolving. And in this one, like, he doesn't he doesn't. He's partake. evolved to veganism. But saying. like I, I would like to think that that my differences would get me chained up somewhere, and and studied. So okay. I mean, good for me. Good for you. Yeah. No, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm gonna be. Oh my god, as a zombie, I would be so hungry. Like I would just want to eat everybody. I, I mean, 
Yeah. Know thyself, right? Like, and, and I think I would be like, I wouldn't be picky about it, but I would aim high. Like, I would want to like, oh, I'm going to go find Bobby Flay and eat him. Like, the way she's trying to find her boyfriend, this guy she loves, I would try to find, um, like, Gordon Ramsay or, um, like, the Pioneer Woman. Like, I'd go find them so that I would ideally eat somebody who eats really well. Wow, that, that you'd have to be a very, like, aware zombie. I don't think so. I think my food motivation would be strong enough to, like, lead my nose to wherever I needed to get to. It would, it would compel you from, from I'm very food motivated. Like, much, like, the way, like, when you're training, like, dogs, sometimes there's, like, food motivated dogs. There's, uh, like, dogs who are, um, attention motivated versus affection motivated versus food motivated. I am definitely in the food category. So I, I think I do well as a zombie. Wow. Just putting that out there. I just go take a nap. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe one day we'll find out if our predictions about ourselves turning into zombies are true. Uh, Until then, we wish everybody stay safe and stay healthy and all of those things. Bye-bye. Sleep in the cold, cold ground She's a zombie now Oh, and the moon comes up And the sun goes down She's a zombie now She won't lie.